Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> Heartstopper, season two is over, but here on Post Show Recap, we're just getting started. My name is Grace, but of course I'm not alone. Here's my co-host, Matt Scott. Matt, how you doing? I'm happy to be here. Uh, a, a little bittersweet, Grace, because this is our last Heartstopper podcast for a while. Spoilers on that, in case people didn't know. But it's. I mean, I know we're in the middle of a writer's strike and an actor's strike, but it has been renewed for season three, so... It's not like this is, you know, we don't have to worry about the future of Heartstopper at this exact moment. It will be coming back. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the in the words of somebody famous, we'll be back. See, that's a very, like, timely reference. That's good, yeah. It's only from Thank a movie you. that's, like, 30 years old. That's great. It, yeah. I mean, and this is why I'm not on PSR more, but... Uh, <laughs> that's right. We're not, we'll speak- we're not alone, by the yeah. way. Speaking of people who are on PSR, we are joined by a lovely guest. Beth is here. Beth, how are you doing? I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I love the Terminator reference. Um, <laughs> I'll be back. Actually, my family, um, we are not allowed to say I'll be back without saying it in the Arnold Schwarzenegger mm. accent and uh, timbre to it. Oh, no. So, uh, yeah, we get yelled at by the other family members. No, no, no. You didn't say it properly. Do it again. <laughs> um, so I just feel right at home now. 
Oh, I bet you're telling me to do it again. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Now, Matt, do it again. <laughs> I'll be back. I so we'll end the podcast as well. We're here to chat about Heart Separate, specifically through the lens of identity, the theme of identity. So very exciting. Um, this is the final Heart Separate pod, but make sure you're subscribed to the feed so that when we return, you're already subscribed. You don't have to do it later. Pushyourrecaps.com slash Heartstopper. We're also in the binge feed because it was dropped on Netflix and it dropped as a binge show. So we're there. Mm-hmm. Pushyourrecaps.com slash binge. And we're in the main feed. Um, and also, if you want to, make sure you're subscribed to all the right PSR podcasts. We drop a lot of podcasts every day mm-hmm. in the feed. Every week, uh, we drop a lot of podcasts. PostShowRecaps.com slash subscribe will list all of our current coverage for shows. And you can make sure you're subscribed to the ones that you want so you never miss an episode. So make sure you do that. Beth, as uh, I said, I think before we started, this is, I think, our fifth podcast Matt and I have done on season two. We did the mm-hmm. premiere recap. We did the full season binge. And then we've talked about intersectionality. And we talked about... Coming out is the other thing we talked about, coming out. Um, So people have heard us ramble on plenty, and we will do so, but I'd like to give you the floor first to talk about your thoughts on Heartstopper, seasons one and season two, what you thought, how you found it, all of that good stuff. Absolutely. Um, I I think this show is just so adorable and so needed, um, for sure. I literally just binge-watched, for the purposes of coming on this show, um, the Thank first... Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say the first two seasons. Th- that's what we have. Um, the well, technically, seasons, they are. Technically, they, they are. They are the first two. That's coming. right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did watch both of them over the past week and a half, and I... I wish whenever I looked around, I could see like the little animated, like little hearts and leaves and such all over the place. It is such an adorable show. I think it's a really great look at what it is like uh, to kind of figure yourself out, but more specifically figure yourself out in a modern world rather than what was it like necessarily when we were that age. Um, for me, I mean, that was a long time ago now, which I, I mean, will move past. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I am in high school. I don't know I if I've been deceiving you all, but I am a high school student. It, oh my god! Uh, I hope that I hope that you're revising wells for your GCSEs. But I okay. am. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, I really, really enjoy it, and I, I absolutely, I, I got involved watching this because I was. Many people have been saying, hey, Beth, we would love to hear your thoughts on the, the ace storyline, the arrow mm. uh, storyline. Because for those that don't know, I identify as asexual and demisexual um, mm-hmm. and, and bi as well. But all of that combined into a pot where I normally don't get to see representation at all. Um, it's it's really hard to find ace or arrow or a gender representation. So that A that is in the LGBTQIA, um, it's nice to see that representation here. And so happy to see it with Isaac uh, in particular, who I think is just such a lovely character. By the way, I just have to shout out your headband, which is phenomenal. I know this is a podcast, but Beth, could you describe your wonderful headband for the listeners? Of course. It's actually a crown. It's a, no, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's a headband that says aces on it, but each of the letters is a different color of the ace flag. So we have black, gray, white, and purple. Um, 
and I got it at Austin Pride when I was down visiting some friends a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it happened to be Pride when I was there, and we walked around, and I got the last Aces headband. All there the other go. identities had all of their headbands, and that made me feel so happy, and that either means I'm going to pretend like it wasn't the former, which is that they just didn't have that many, or <laughs> they had a whole bunch, and a whole bunch of people came through and, and got theirs. Um but mm-hmm. obviously headbands are really great for tennis. So if you happen to be mm. an ace tennis player, and that's, that's because when you serve it and you though they don't return it, it's just called an ace. So that's why a lot of ace. tennis players are. Wow. Sports. To... Yeah. So <laughs> come on sports. Um, you learn something so you... new every day. Damn. Uh-huh. <laughs> like so an unreturned it's... serve, Matt. That's an ace. So. It's an ace. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> sir, what a serve. What a serve. There we go. Oh, love that. It was a serve. Uh, That's also why they did this. Yeah, survey. Such a serve. Wow, tennis is very queer. I never realized. So gay. (laughs) Tennis is so gay. Uh, Um, No, I I feel like the point about there not being that much ace representation is so true. I was trying to like look online and I know there's Todd from Bojack Horseman. I think it's probably Mm -hmm. for me the Mm. most notable example. There's ace characters sprinkled. I often feel like sometimes I'll see an article and it'll be like three of them that clearly are ace. And then one, they'll be like, we actually don't know. And I'm like, like, Oh, that's so annoying. Like what an annoying, that's not real representation if we don't know. Um, so yeah, I do think, um, it is more, this is not from the books, uh, as far as I'm aware, the storyline, um, and, uh, Alice Osman has talked about the show being able to expand on things. She just didn't think to do or wanted to do and mm-hmm. just didn't feel like they fit in the graphic novels. And so I do think um, Isaac Storyline, I feel like everybody who's come on is like, I love Isaac. I love Isaac. Isaac story yeah. is great. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's exciting to have another uh, person to represent um, Ace and let's keep increasing the number. Yeah. Of yes, please. Yeah. I was yeah, just saying and- like how okay. nice that would be on, on Twitter. <laughs> I'm just like, well, I- yeah, I was just gonna say, Beth, like, um, not to put you on the spot, but like, d- what comes to mind uh, when you think of ace representation in shows? Is it is it there? Is there anything that that you've kind of seen, uh, good or bad, that uh, that pops up? It's unfortunately mostly bad in that um, there's really not genuine ace representation. I actually like. I'm pretty sure it was like a Wikipedia article or whatever. And it was like list of like actually openly ace characters. And it starts off the very first one was a joke on like uh, late night television. Um, and I can't remember which one it was, but it was like, this is before people knew this was like actually a thing. And it was a way to like, be like, oh, this person can't possibly have sex because they're just like, so awkward or weird and what ends up happening a lot of the time is that to grace's point there's a lot of different like buzzfeed articles or lists that people come together and they're like these people are definitely gay or we're going to canonically as a fan base make or uh, um, ace i mean we're definitely going to make them ace here and it'll be like characters like sherlock or something do they use fan base but it's b-a-c-e Oh, that'd be so good. That's that, pretty good, right? I, I would like fan base, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's right. And, so, no, that's what I call everybody on my, because I use the, the fan. Yes, on my, your fan. Oh my yes. gosh. I call it the fan. This is my, I also got this at Awesome Pride. It. Oh, oh, I'll do it. I'll fan, do it. Yeah. There we go. Oh, there we go. Sorry. The Charmander one. I love um, it. But I, I feel like what ends up happening is that 
because it's a, it's not a new identity. I want to be very clear with that. It's not a new identity, right. but I would say that it is newly over the past, definitely decade, um, something that is more accepted and talked about and known. But I have to imagine for years and years and years, as referenced by so many different stories I see online from Ace Representation, that there's just really not a lot of people who thought this was a thing. You know, a lot of specifically women who were like, well, it was my job mm -hmm. to like get married and have a kid and never really liked it, but I had to do it. And you're seeing like a lot of grandparents hear about this for the first time or hearing about parents who are like, oh, I never experienced sexual attraction to somebody until I formed a deep connection. And that was different from my friends. And I'm like, yeah, that's called demisexuality. Um, mm. And so this in remembering too that ACE is just a huge spectrum as well. And uh, so, yeah, unfortunately, a lot of the representation has just either been let's make it up or let's find people who don't behave like normal, quote unquote, people mm -hmm. in terms of romantic or sexual relationships and just give them this label rather than having genuine representation. So it, it's really, really limited. And my hope moving forward is that we see a whole bunch of different kinds of people. Um, I love Isaac and I think that he's such a precious little baby and I just like want to hold him and hug mm -hmm. him. And uh, I just love, I love that he has like a moment of vulnerability where he's a little hostile and angry with his friends because he deserves right. to be heard. But I, I also think, unfortunately, even with his storyline, a lot of it's like the person who secludes themselves from their friends by reading books all the time. That's the person who's ace, you know, um, the person who like doesn't interact with everybody around each other, just like everybody else does. That person is ace. And I yeah, that person absolutely exists. But there's a lot of people like me and others who are loud and proud and different and not necessarily always have my nose in a book kind of thing. So I'm, I'm very happy that we're, we're starting to see the representation. Can't wait to see more in the future. Yeah. One yeah. Thing I, I, yeah. Go ahead, man. No, I just, I love that. And just want to shout you out, Beth, for being someone who is on social media, like super vocal <laughs> about mm -hmm. being ace where and, and Demi and just all of these things within this universe that don't often get talked about because um, like, I know I've learned so much. I know so many other people have along the way, but also you pointed to something that was on my mind and I'm so glad you said it, which is that there is representation, like having a character that has your identity, but then there's also like the authenticity or nuance mm. that it, there's a spectrum of that in shows where it's like, okay, that person's there, but it doesn't feel like um, me or like everyone I know, or like to, to your point, Beth, it tells part of the story, which I sure. think is also a really interesting conversation around identity. Yeah. Well, one thing I, you know, the idea of people who had been characterized maybe by fans more than anybody as being ace, I think is, there's a really interesting comparison there to be made about the type, like from a long time ago of like, I was, uh, did a podcast called hold up where we would look at LGBTQ mm -hmm. media from the past and see if it holds up. And I wanted to do an episode one time on like Judy Garland, because I was like, mm -hmm. how did this happen that this like straight cis woman is a queer icon. What, how does that happen, right? Uh, it's like friend of Judy becomes a thing. And it's because people find connection in Judy's story, especially Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz, mm -hmm. of like leaving this rural, it's literally like black and white, and then going to this like colorful place and the, uh, the you know, that experience. Yeah. And it's so, it's, I always feel like that's great that people found it, but it's also sad to me that 
we do you did have to like squint your eyes to see queerness in yeah. in stories in our history right and that's what i think for a long time a lot of people uh were doing with like ace representation knowing that it is also existed for as long as uh everything else has existed uh right. but just you know doesn't get the same sort of attention and then the the segue to that i also i think your point about isaac and and who he is as a character who is a lovely character and i say this all the time about queer characters who are some of our like first queer characters on tv and movies that like they definitely are you know even if there's like there are stereotypes that is those are some queer people um it's just not that's not everybody that's not every and so we're we're like narrowing in and i, I so i think to this point about like isaac and who they've picked and what type of character they've chosen to be ace in the show, I think is also reflective of like ace identity becoming um, acceptable is the wrong word. Like, I think it's, it would have been acceptable to do it at the same time that like people coming mm -hmm. out as, as yeah. like, you know, actor, but um, it's almost like it's taken a little bit longer. And so it's, you can kind of see the same trajectory that has happened yeah. with other identities or trans characters that's happening to like the few that we get in like, you know, Isaac and Todd and whoever else. I think what's really interesting. And I was thinking about this um, when I wrapped up the season, the or season two the other day. And I was thinking a lot, like I tweeted about this a couple weeks ago and I was saying that being ace or arrow or a gender is very different from the other identities because you're identifying as not something that right. everybody else mm -hmm. potentially shares. So whether you're, you're gay or straight or bi or whatever, you find sexual attraction. So even people within our own community, like would kind of look at ace people and be like, I don't understand. I can respect, but I don't understand. Like you're just different from us or hetero people could say the same thing. Right. And oftentimes I was thinking like, I think the, actually the closest community in terms of how we've been, I don't want to say how we've been treated. Okay. Because I think that there's very, very, very different ways that we've been treated, mm. but in terms of like the invalidation, um, mm -hmm. has actually been trans individuals to a certain mm. extent, which is that the first reaction I normally get is, have you made sure that your hormones are correct and that like everything is like medically right wow. with you? Maybe it's a medical issue. Um, and so that form of invalidation that comes through, um, even if it is a, a medical thing, like why aren't we respecting that's the identity that somebody is experiencing, right? Um, also, those types of responses are the idea that like, you know, any type of like, are you sure? Uh, have yeah. you thought about this? It's yeah. so ridiculous. Just try to, I feel like, how do we get this into the head of like straight cis people that like, yeah. we have, we think about this for so long before we are finally ready to tell you, like we've thought like probably had that, like maybe I should get a medical, you know, or like whatever, you know, like, right. had these and been like, definitely not that it's this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, kind of condescending, very condescending, super condescending. Uh, but that's, I think that's like step, but yes, Beth, I think that that's the, that's the other thing is like the mm -hmm. question, because I even relate to that sentiment. Um, and I think, you know, we actually, we sure. all probably do, um, like with bisexuality, where it's mm -hmm. like, are you sure? Is this real? And then you're left questioning, like, wait, am I? like what is going on here and you know with bisexuality at least like there's so much more of a push where mm -hmm. there's 
less of that erasure, at least talking about bi erasure as a conversation. And I know that that's something that's happening with ace identities, but it needs to happen in a lot more places and spaces for sure. Definitely. But I feel it but in terms of like, I, I almost like jumped in to say it, that I feel like there is a lot of in this, in the thing I was saying about um, the way that ace representation, the more that it becomes like people are aware of it or mm-hmm. whatever. I do feel like there are a lot of similarities. Um, and I actually, I think bisexuality too, mm-hmm. sure. Matt, often a thing that I feel like, um, like queer the gay people and i think mostly like people like i, I want to say like gay men who are men. mostly just like yeah, <laughs> yeah. um this I'll, is what, I'll finish yeah. the sentence it's gay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like we got we like the rainbow flag this is what it's for and then it's like all these other people being yeah. like hey this is us too we belong in here right. and this has been i think my favorite part about doing this podcast as well as yeah. the pride of spoken series is people reaching out to be like hey when you said like I'm valid as part of being part of LGBTQIA plus like that felt really good. It's so, like, mm-hmm. I just don't understand the like push up. Like, you know, I really don't understand yeah. like yeah. queer people who are being like, so maybe we should get rid of the T. Like, I don't get that at like, I, I you know, um, right. it is obviously a different issue, but it's like, yeah. Right. So we're talking last week about intersectionality right. is that like, you know, there are ways in which like our challenges are the same and there are ways that they're different. Mm-hmm. And the, the more we can do to support each other, um, the better. I do feel like in Heart but this is this is kind of what we we're talking about last week, where I kind of felt like I was the most critical of the show. Part of I love this world that they live in where like there has not been really a negative response, maybe outside of Nick's brother uh, and some comments on social media, um, which does sort of like is wonderful that that's the world mm-hmm. that like Heartstopper is. And also like. Yeah, we don't we don't see, you know, in terms of how realistic it is that you're talking about, like right. some of the things that people have said to you in terms of when you come out. Um, so I don't and it's like, I don't know which one I want, actually, because I, I want the like lovey dovey. Yeah. This is amazing. And then there's also ways in which like I want I guess this is, it's teaching them how people should respond. Yeah. But I don't know. It's complicated. I definitely yeah. think it's complicated. And I think that. um I think too, what I like the most about the show in terms of identity for the second season is actually the storyline of uh, Mr. Farouk coming out oh, yeah. later mm-hmm. and, and having this really touching moment of saying like, I didn't have this like gay teen, like Renaissance. I'm ha- like, I figured it out later in life and I was kind of, to be quite frank, robbed of, of these experiences. And I think a lot about how, especially for me, college was so hard with everyone so sexualized around me. Yeah. And yeah. I could just not engage in it. And I just didn't know why. And I, and I like, I wanted to be like everybody else. And that's why I wanted to, but not because I actually mm-hmm. like found people sexually. Attra- I found people physically attractive or I thought they were cute, but I didn't want to do anything with them. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think to myself, like how many people have had that experience, But what I also like, not that it's fully a a devil's advocate position, but I do think that there is something to be said about kids now and teenagers now coming out and having a different reception than even we did when we were out. And so I do think that a, a popular kid coming out who's 
not mean to people and is seen as one of the nicer popular kids is probably going to have a better reception nowadays than it did in 2006 when I was a senior in high school. I completely agree. So on the yeah. one hand, I'm like, I love that that's the representation because they are trying to capture what today is like. But on the other hand, like, you know, they hint at a lot of what it's like for other people. You know, you have characters like Ben who are struggling to really figure out their identity because they know mm-hmm that they're going to get bullied to the point that Charlie did, you know, you have, you know, these, I think season three will probably have a lot of Charlie's background of bullying and what that did to him. And, you know, we're starting to see, there's a lot of doors open for season three. We're going to probably see a Mr. Farouk storyline in there. Um, We're probably, I'm hoping we're going to see more of Isaac um, besides just picking up a book at the end, which by the way, he was reading that book earlier in the season. Uh, Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh no. I I was hyper aware because the entire time I was like, when's it happening? When's the ace storyline happening? And then I saw him at like when um I believe it's at Nick's house when they're trying to get him to tell Imogen. Right. Um he's he's reading a book. I'm pretty sure if it's not that book, it's another book that says ace on it. Okay. And I was like It could have been a tennis book. Very well. (laughs) He he was learning about tennis. (laughs) You know, canonically, he is a huge fan of tennis. Um, (laughs) That's like the two things you know about him. It's about books and tennis. Um, But it does say Ace on it. So I kind of feel like he's maybe like this was just like a nice little nod earlier in the season. But Mm. then like him actually picking up the book and saying like, oh, I want to see if this is me. Identified very strongly with that. Um, But for me, what was great is that he picked up the book and he smiled. and, And like you could tell he was like. Oh, I think that yeah. there's answers to my questions here. You know, he's at the art exhibit mm. and you could see him kind of have that, f- that feeling of freedom and everything, which is beautiful, um, which was absolutely not the experience I had, which was, oh God, I hope I'm not ace. I'll be so different than everybody else. And, um, and being quite fearful about what that mm. meant. Would I have a normal relationship? Would I be in a life that I found fulfilling and meaningful and so to see characters that are like exploring themselves regardless of whatever their identity is and then like feel supported or cheerful, I think that's needed. I think we have enough trauma stories when it comes to LGBTQ um, storylines. And so I think for a show like this, you know, let's let this be at place. That was my long, long rant. On no, it's, no it's it's awesome. And I, I think one thing that, you know, I, I always appreciate the question of like, what do we want this show to be? And I probably fall on so many different sides of that line of like you know what what is the show giving us but i think at the end of the day like having a show that gives young people or just people in general the tools to like navigate things in the most seamless way possible is kind of at least what i would want where you know yes there's like the joy and the you could live a normal life. You don't have to be traumatized every right. step of the way, but at the same time, those things do happen and do come up. And I think that art Stopper does do a good job of at least not overloading us with, with uh, the trauma, of course, by, by any means far from it, but also, you know, giving us some of this Beth, you mentioned Ben as an example of like a character who's really going through it in that sense. And so, um, I really am hopeful that season three means like let's get another 
eight, like let's have at least another ace character a more exposure to ace characters like in the storyline we did i i think have a we did technically have another ace character in terms of the artist whose name i don't know um, which kind of set things in motion a little bit for mm-hmm. isaac seemingly in in one of the later scenes but I mean, I, I'm always just hope I'm like so optimistic about this show because it's been so good to us so far. And it, yeah, it is kind of mind blowing that like that we are now talking about an ace character on the show that we already mm-hmm. loved so much. So like the let's keep going. I think, too, that canonically in the graphic novels, not necessarily the Heartstopper graphic novels, but Charlie's sister is also Arrow Ace, apparently. Oh, cool. So when I was reading a little bit afterwards, um, so it'll be interesting to see if we have another Arrow Ace character. Now, wow. I say that, but yet another character who likes to be off to the side and not necessarily involved with mm. a lot of other people and such. So again, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm happy throw all the ace characters on everyone's ace there we go no just kidding that would make for a very very um not so much fun love story i'm sure uh not saying that ace people can't fall in love be an interesting love story it'd be very interesting um but i do think that it'll be interesting to see um just based off of interviews and such uh, i think it's alice is that her name the the creator yeah Mm -hmm. i think that she Mm -hmm. probably will try to explore a little bit more with charlie's sister too I, yeah, I would have a hard time thinking that they wouldn't do, especially for Isaac, that that Isaac won't get more. This does feel like a show that, you know, I, I feel like it centers Nick and Charlie and, you know, they're what they're going through and then has sort of like is slowly building everything else up like Ellen Tao their relationship doesn't really there's the butterflies and the way they sit in the art room in season one but it's not really until season two that like okay now this is their story right of like uh their romantic um involvement we like Isaac is there in season one but it's not until season two um that anything to do like I joke because I have the scene that I always remember is like um Tao's wondering whether Charlie likes him and Charlie lists like all of these things about him. He's like, you're funny. You like old movies and you are uber protective of your friends. And then I'm like, that's, that's like two more things I know about Isaac, you know, uh, <laughs> Isaac likes all right. but, um, but I, yeah, I want to see more. Um, and I do, it could, yeah, that's very interesting. If Tori, um, Tori, uh, thank you. Yeah. Is, is as well. I love Tori as a, as a character. Mm-hmm. I can see that the immediate like oh it's very similar to isaac but you know yeah. uh yeah it's so tough it's like we only get little like morsels of identity and so it's like sure. oh, i'll just take it like i'll just take it you know yeah. uh I yeah. think sometimes yeah. listen i'm not going to turn it down okay right. um <laughs> and, and you know i just like with any other representation right. obviously it's representing a portion and there's still a whole pie out there right um so i'm, I'm just excited for that and i know that you know this is I just love even Sasha and like one of the last episodes being like, I'm bisexual actually. And I think that is such a great, mm-hmm. I, uh, I just love that. That is literally, I work with Gen Z all the time. They're in college and mm-hmm. that is very much, they're like, yeah, we're all gay and what, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and obviously they're not all gay or they're not well, all queer. Well, no, whatever. But there is just this level of like, yeah, move over, Grandpa. It's just this is how we are. We have a world where it is safer for us to be how we are, and then it's like that doesn't have to dictate our entire story. And I, I just love that. I love that it was just like not made into a big deal 
It was just like, mm-hmm. I'm bye. And then it's <laughs> just like, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't remember what the Twitter account was. There's one that's like um, a joke that I really love that it was like a commentary. And I think it's about uh, people who have autism or autistic. And mm-hmm. the joke was like, uh, like an older person being like, nobody was autistic back when I was in school. It's like, no, mm-hmm. you are you had a friend who would only eat toast for lunch and like had to eat like uh, things. That do- like we, they just like wasn't diagnosed. It just wasn't Correct. like, yeah. you know, that they didn't know. These things have like been around forever. And so I think the idea of like that Gen Z thing and like what this, I think for, for me, when my, I remember my cousin telling um me that when she told all of her she has uh five kids when she told uh her kids about um me being trans like i had posted on facebook and so that was just out and then but her kids were got a little bit younger i just said it and like oh yeah but that's just that's just like Susie from school and so yeah. it was like this mm-hmm. thing that like the more that people are open and out and the more you get to know people like I like what my mom was like the most afraid of when I came out um my mom has been amazing the last time I told this story my mom was like you didn't make me sound great (laughs) the podcast I was like I was like I know I love you you're the best I was just trying to like prove a point but my mom her reaction was like fear of the things that like you were talking about earlier Beth of Mm -hmm. like like is my life going to be like once you like it clicks and you're like "Uh oh this is me like I hope not because like what for me, it was like being trans. It was like, am I get fired from my job? Am I going to get kicked right. out of my apartment? Am I yeah. going to ever find someone who will want to date me? Like all of these things. And Are so then you I gonna just be jumped someday walking down. Yeah. The street. yeah. So I have all those internal thoughts. And then I tell my mom and, interestingly i think between me like my mom had no idea that i was going to come out as trans like at all and so mm-hmm. now she has all of those same thoughts and is like articulating them in a way that i'm like this sucks like can you just like uh, another time could we do it another time but at the same time i'm like yeah you're now having to like and and it, yeah. it does come from like a fear of not knowing like a lot of queer people who do have partners who didn't like have very success are very successful in their jobs, whatever, like mm-hmm. all of these things. And I think the more it becomes normalized in TV. And I think to your point earlier about like, you like that this is the world that the show is and because it, in a way it, it is, it's just like, you know, I'm like going through my trauma of like, imagine I came out in high school, I would have been fun of, I would have been beat up, you know? Right. So, yeah. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I mean, uh, and I think, too, like, the there's various different kinds of um, violence, right, um, that right. goes against all, you know, different identities and such. And I think, I, I think what will be interesting and I hope they explore this and not to make this like the ACE podcast. Like obviously there's a whole bunch of different um, identities there, but Mm -hmm. I guess I'm just like so excited that I'm like, there's an ACE character. This is what I hope for them. I I am hopeful that we get to see like some of the trials and tribulations of like what this means, because I'll be honest, like what I love the most about the show is also something, but that I've sat back and I was like, I wonder if, they all talk like adults when they have really hard conversations with each right. other. Yeah. And I definitely didn't have the tools to do that. When they I all like, speak therapy talk, you know, they yeah. do yeah. like when he, like <laughs> when um, Isaac sitting down, what I'm sorry, what's, what's this, the, the, um, the Jamie, the boy that he has a, had a crush on James. Uh, James. 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 Yeah. 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 When Jay, when he's sitting down with James is like, it's okay if you don't like me. And he's like, well, right. I want to like, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, right. that is not what 17 year old Beth would have been like. Yeah. 17 year old Beth would have been like, what Same. do you mean you don't like me? Yeah. I'm going to go make a sub profile away message thing on AIM <laughs> that's really vague. And, yeah. but I just, um, I, what I'm hoping is that you do get to see some of the trials and tribulations of what it means to be ace and like, even like your queer friends, not really understanding, like yeah. even now, like I have mm-hmm. some of my best friends, I will talk to them and I have a couple of gay guys who are friends of mine and they will be like, well, have you ever tried just having a hookup? And I'm like, I need you to oh, stop. Yeah, like, I, and yeah. I know what you're trying to say. Cause we're in a safe space. Like, I know that like, you don't mean harm by this or whatever, but it's like, no, I've never tried that. Cause I don't want to. Yeah. And um, yeah. and that should be enough, right? So yeah. I hope that there's more of those conversations, not because I want to see Spicy Isaac, but I also want and- to see Isaac um, kind of come out of his shell a little bit more to his friends and be like, just because y'all have yeah. various different relationships that are like literally the main character syndrome doesn't mean mm-hmm. that my story isn't as important or that you can impose yeah. the same rules onto me. Um, yeah. And I think that's just yeah. like a really that one scene where he walks away from his friends after making that point of like, stop Mm -hmm. having now on the one hand, I understand like his friends wouldn't necessarily know, but on the other hand, they're clearly not vested enough into him to understand. That's just not how he operates. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I I think, 
Yeah. One thing I no, I want because I want to point it to you, which is I think the opposite of that in the show is that well, not the opposite. It's actually very much in line with this. But somebody who is like, um, we joke about Nick being all the time like, oh, actually, no, I'm bi. But I actually do love how it's almost like it is like a bit of a running joke, but also it's I think very empowering to have a character like every single time someone is like messing up. Like I know that for me, when like people use the wrong pronouns, I I'm too Mm -hmm. conflict averse to like, like, and it depends on the situation. Like, am I going to be like working with you a bunch? Mm -hmm. Then yeah, maybe I'll correct you. If we're not, I'm just going to get my coffee and I'm, I'm good. You know, I'm going to scoot out of the store, but I just love how like empowered Nick is all the time to be like, no, I'm not gay. I'm like, I'm bi, I'm bi. Yeah. yeah. And even just like having that example, like where he's constantly asserting that right. rather than like the thing that I know I've done a ton of times, which is just like, okay, I guess it's not a big deal if this person like they they just yeah. like say I'm gay or like assume I'm gay or like whatever or sh- whatever it might be. Right. Yeah. And I think that, you know, one thing that just jumps out to me that is uh, a, almost a reaction to everything you just mentioned beth was that you know being ace but also being trans um and you know other identities that are not like a gay person in this queer community like they're not problems to be fixed like it's not like and i think i think part of it too that jumps out to me is that when people are so focused on looking at you as a problem to be fixed, they don't see you as an awesome person who's already like living an amazing life, doing amazing things and able to inspire so many, inspire so many others, but also just like be a human that, you know, that isn't broken or isn't like told that they're broken and hence like on the search for solutions. So um, there's a lot there, but I I do I do hope that you know I I really kind of feel like I'm carrying this thing about like what does um, in the in the world of Heartstopper what does an ace identity look like in terms of a character because these are all characters sure. that we're talking about what are the different characteristics what is a bi person in this case what's a gay person and what are all like what's a trans person in this universe or what's the picture that it's painting assuming that there are people watching who haven't really necessarily been exposed to our identities and you know i don't i i guess the best thing that i could want is just like telling showing people as full people um yeah. I don't know if that's too much I, to ask. No, I but I love the piece about like um identities within the LGBTQIA plus like community are, are not are not uh, don't need to be fixed. I, I really yeah. love that. Um like it just as a you know a message, a theme, whatever, because I, I do think I think probably this comes from a little bit of like queer people being having to I, I think especially I'm talking about like cis white gay men and i think yeah. like lesbian women i think like some sometimes there are too, definitely like, a lot of like turf lesbians out there yes so, so mm-hmm. and i i think it's like yeah. no like I, I like the idea that the the way that the world didn't work for them and then they they figured it out and like came out and who they are but not willing to like go further than that and be like maybe like that's not you know the the um you know patriarchal like hetero uh, heteronormative society we have is like uh you know we don't just want another version of that that includes que- queerness. I think there's like, there's so many other, like let's break the gender norm, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, not everybody wants to be 
you know, in this, like, you know, in a sexual relationship, right? Like there's all of these that I wish just sometimes like, it's hard to believe why, but I think if you get so entrenched in like thinking that thing is wrong and I'm right, it might be hard to like pull out that this little world mm -hmm. you've built also needs to be a little bit wider. And that's not everybody. That yeah. That is like, a, I think a small section of, of people, but I think it's definitely there. And I think just being open to like, yeah, somebody else's queer experience can be different than your queer experience, you know? I, yeah. I, 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 Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, I was just gonna say, like, not to broaden it too much, but I think what you just said, Grace, is true in so many different ways when we look at, you know, any community. But I think of the LGBTQ plus community, where you have, you know, people of a variety of races and body types and and just interests and ways of living in the world. And when there is like a certain thing that's normalized or popular popularized or portrayed in media, then that is the thing that's quote unquote normal rather mm. than like all of the diversity that comes with like who and we I, are. I can understand yeah. the fear of like losing that as well of like, I do, totally. I think that there is like I, a little bit of, I got mine uh, and who cares about <laughs> mm. you, but, but there is like, sure. I think the fear of like, Oh no, if we let trans people in, you know, if we're like more accepting of trans people, straight people will think we're all weird and we all like, you know, we're all going to lose, our, which is like, that'll happen anyway. If they come right. for trans rights, they're going to uh, come for, for gay marriage. For, right. They're yeah. coming for everything. Yeah. And I think too, I, I think, you know, as you were talking, Grace, the phrase that just popped into my head, and I don't know if I read this somewhere or if. Or if I'm just like a creative genius and just yeah. came up with this. Probably but the latter. You are. Yeah, yeah. Probably the latter. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I read this somewhere. We don't want power. We want to be empowered, right? Yeah. Um, mm. We don't, we're not trying to steal, like, how can we influence everybody? Like this idea of like an agenda or something out there. My favorite quote, and people are going to scream at their buckets. They've heard it a million times. <laughs> they on every clear podcast. Me. You want to say yeah. it, Matt? Which is, uh, we don't want to make don't... your like, we don't want to make your your uh, we don't want to make straight and cis kids gay and trans. We just want uh, uh, queer and trans kids to become adults. That's yes. what we want. Right. There yeah. we go. I mean, I want both. I want all of you straight cis people <laughs> to be queer. But I mean, I mean, that's that's a joke, obviously. But I also think that what we're seeing in this world, too, because this is also another key. This, this is actually a good transition to something I wanted to chat with both of you about, mm -hmm. which is that um, as queer people, whether you are sexually queer, gender queer, whatever the case might be, mm -hmm. there's a lot of invalidation we put on ourselves yeah, true. based off of trauma. And I think mm -hmm. that hearing people like, I can't tell you how many times a day I invalidate myself where I'm like, you're just a straight girl trying to be queer to fit in with your queer friends. And then I'm like, but I really don't want to have sex <laughs> or like, or I really just have never had those feelings that other people are talking about. Um, or I'm like, but that woman is really, really cute. And I definitely have a crush on her. Like, mm -hmm. but regardless of all of that, I think, you know, we, as humans are meaning makers, right? We have such a sophisticated way of attaching meaning to literally everything so that we can communicate and experience life in a way that no other species on this earth, at least, does, right? Uh, not, that's not to say that species don't communicate, they don't have means of doing it, but we have such a sophisticated way of doing it mm -hmm. that 
sometimes it's like this whole idea that like millennials want all the labels and, you know, Gen Z wants to get rid of all the labels and such. And, you know, I think it's a little bit of both because what we're finding is that I would say that the person, it goes back to this whole spectrum thing. The person who is absolutely only straight probably doesn't exist. Right. Um, and in the same way, the person who's only gay, the person who's like bi in this specific way that, cause that doesn't exist. We're all like our labels are to a certain extent fluid, depending on a variety of factors. Um, and kind of, for the most part, say how we are like the majority of the time. Right. But it's all very interesting. And I can't wait to see, you know, what shows like Heartstopper. And I know that there are probably way more coming down the pike that are going to be probably playing with this idea a little bit more. Right. We started to see a little bit, especially when it comes to, you know, Nick as a bi man. Um, I, I can't wait to see, you know, the bi pan, um, community, I'm sure is like, yeah, um, I have, you know, this, I, I love women, but I want to have sex with men. And I, that's, you know, that's a, that's a difference I have, but that doesn't make me less bi than a person who wants to have sex and be in a relationship with people of all genders. Right. Um, I would love a bi character who's in like a, uh, like a straight seeming oh relationship. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So complex. Yeah. It's like I, maybe Sasha. Maybe so. I know that they were trying to like, I almost feel like they were trying to set up like Imogene and Sasha at the very yeah. end. And yeah. I kind of was like, I do feel like Imogen, there's a line she says that I love, which is like the, um, this all would have been easier if I was just gay. And Nick, Nick and Charlie are like, yeah, probably not. But like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a character. What a character on so many levels. I'll just, I, I also just appreciate Beth, like you mentioning the invalidation we put on ourselves because mm-hmm. something that, and I, I think this might be me told. This is definitely me totally projecting onto like Gen Z and younger generations. But I also think that this show is doing this a bit, where it's not like it's it's not. We don't see the characters allowing sexuality or their sexual orientation in some cases, right? Like we we don't see them taking that on necessarily as like their problem. There's a lot of trauma and other things that come up and pop up. But I think there's also this other thing where it's like, yeah, I am bi. I am this thing. And if Mm -hmm. you have a problem with that, that's your problem. But I'm you know, going to live, which is like a very difficult way to move about the world. And I think a lot of us, especially just growing up in the time that we did as total boomers, millennial boomers, um, is that like, do not call me a boomer. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I think like the thing is like, so often there's that internalization of, of um, looking down ourselves or just the holding the pain in here where I just want more of a world where we're able to say if you are a hateful person that's your problem sure there might be like some negative things that come up in my life because of the hate that you give but like i'm that's that's not that's your problem to sort through and figure out and i think that that's a powerful message for people just to know that like homophobia transphobia like being all these different you know hateful things is well, one, it's not okay, but also that's yeah. that hater's problem. 
Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this in a way that is like much more like I feel like as I'm thinking about how to articulate Please. this, I feel like it's much more like this is gonna sound so way more dramatic than I wanted to. But like you know, if I think about the the media that I was you know was around, and literally in terms of like whether or not it was legal for queer people to a be in movies and TV, and then whether or not they could have a happy right. ending, um, right. right? Like was literally illegal for a long time. So think about the, the movies we saw that was so trauma focused. And I think that when you're like queer and trying, and I always talk about this time in your life where you have kind of figured out that you, you either think you are, or that time, you know, you are, but you haven't told anybody yet. This like very, it's a very lonely time where you're like, I need to tell someone, but what if I tell someone and then they hate me and then that's the first time, you know, whatever. Yep. Mm -hmm. But like on the media that we got, like, why would we think it like is, you know, I think a lot of people talk like, you know, whether or not it's a choice or not, why would I choose it to make actively my life harder? And I, well, because I, we, because we want attention, Grace. Duh. Yeah, right. Be cool. Duh. And I, like, and I think the now there is like, I, I like, I have like that belief for me has evolved to where I feel like my view on that is much less like, um, homophobic honestly or like transphobic in terms of like why wouldn't I want like I've met so many great people I think that like you know queer parties are fun pride is fun you know like there's way in which like there are amazing things and which is I think the show does a really good job of showing and something that I would be I, I continue to get excited for is that it like it doesn't have to be trauma all the time that there is that there can be joy and being queer like like mm -hmm. authentic queer joy is is absolutely um a thing to get to be who you know you are and then people love you not in spite of that but because of that i think is like a, a mm -hmm. thing that has progressed but only because i think media and acceptance you know and, and people coming out and and showing who they are and being proud of that um we've come a long way to the time when i think about like there was a time in my life where like why would i ever want to actually come out like it's too right. It is too scary. There is too much risk to coming out. Um, and that's like society sucks. That's not like any, that's really, you know, all it boils down to. Well, you have the, not only what, why would I want to come out because of like all the horrible things, I'm not going to have a happy ending and all these different kinds of things. But then you also look at the things that maybe were more subliminal where it was like every Disney gay or a um, um, villain is villain. queer coded yeah. in some capacity, right? So it's like, yeah. not only am I going to have a bad ending, I'm also going to be considered literally the villain of of society. You know, laughed like, at or you know, whatever. Or, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, you know, the you have like the Jafars of the world. Ace you know, Ventura, like, the, like, he literally throws up. Like, are people going to be like yeah. literally vomiting at my presence? You know, yeah. of all characters, Ace Ventura. Like, come oh, come on. we could have done better. <laughs> Hey, let's reboot it. Let's reboot. It. We'll fix yeah. it. We'll fix Wait. it. <laughs> Such an opportunity. <laughs> we have to cast Jim Carrey. We could cast an ace person to play. I love this idea. <laughs> it would be so so stupid. Mm -hmm. I love this. We should like anything that has like <laughs> anything. We have to come up with puns, like characters who already have kind of something that's like punny that we can do, um, and just like completely rewrite it um to have Amazing. that that'd be so good Amazing. oh my gosh we're, we're trademarking it we're starting a media company slash production company <laughs> um the song bye 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 will just be <laughs> yeah. bye bye um, bye but, i you know. love one um uh, sorry i'm gonna veer off the pun one of the things that i i really actually is like a really strong identity story in the season is 
is Tao. And I thought mm. that it was interesting that he, mm. and this is, you know, not really to do with his sexuality. It's much more about like classic romantic, whatever. But I thought, mm -hmm. um, I do still like the story of him thinking he, you know, he cuts his hair, he takes uh, Elle to a movie he doesn't, he doesn't like. And I know that like, it's funny because that relationship, like in a way, like is queer because Elle is trans, but it's not like it's, it's a, heterosexual relationship uh right. you know but um with like yeah l being a trans but i i did i did like the story because i feel like that's also like very queer in the in the sh i can even find like queerness in the straight st the straight relationship in the oh, show totally. which is like yeah all the things you do and i remember trying to like really unpack this with my therapist at one point of like trying when i came out and then you you try things publicly, right? Like it's like, okay, we're dressed to work or, you know, whatever. Mm. And you try all these things and you're trying to figure out like, what is you and your style based on, you know, for me, it was like, what will make it the most clear to people that I am like, uh, you know, feminine. I'm trying to like be feminine and potentially mm -hmm. get misgendered less, but maybe I don't actually like doing that thing. I'm only doing it because it's like stereotypical, you know, mm -hmm. I think it's like, mm -hmm. um, that is how I sort of like related to that Tao L storyline of like, boy, it's really tough to like figure that stuff out because we're so like yeah. influenced by society. I think that's such a great point. And it, it kind of reminds, I watched a TikTok earlier today where somebody, it was a, it was, this was not the TikTok that appeared on my page. It was a duet. Uh, so I will, or like a, whatever, but the original TikTok was like, uh, a gay man complained. He was like, how come straight women are allowed on grinder? This is supposed to be for, and, and like the person was like, trans women exist yes. <laughs> are straight. So it's like, we've gotten to this point where like trans women are now being like accepted as like, this is a straight a heteronormative I think that there's a difference right. between being hetero and straight, by the way, that's just like within my head, but, okay. um, where I feel like straight is like not under the LGBTQIA like umbrella at all versus right. like heterosexual, hetero romantic or whatever. It's just like trying to say opposite of, right? So I feel like if you are engaging in a relationship with a trans person that might in it's the opposite gender, then that's a hetero relationship, but that doesn't make it straight. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Like I think in terms of the the way that we've given power to those different kinds of words, um, but it's just it's so interesting to me that like we're at this point where we have to actually talk about you know what is the impact of these different kinds of meanings here and how does that potentially challenge someone like Tao um, as a character and I love that there's not at all a storyline where it's him having an identity crisis which very well would be valid um, and but it's also like not needed here he's like I like Elle Elle and I have grown up together I really um, admire her friendship and and how beautiful and wonderful of a person she is and like that's the core of it and that's what I also liked about it because I think a lot of the time um if we ever see things that are truly a romantic attraction coming together it's often in a very like I don't know straight way it's like oh man we took off her glasses and oh, no. all and we gave her a makeover and like oh my gosh now he can see the, like the person 
underneath like she's beautiful and he likes her personality right like it's always that kind of storyline or at least it was when we were growing up and i really like that we now have like representation of like hey a romantic relationship that's not just started through sexual attraction that's actually kind of rare to find and for someone like me i'm like hey that's super nice i only really experienced the romantic side of things so i loved watching the tau relationship unfold in an owl relationship unfold like that it's super interesting because i think that for me the ellen town one I, it's my favorite relationship in the show 100 percent. i love it so much. i love l and i love tau i feel like i think matt we've talked about this like i feel like in ways i am l but i actually feel like i'm way more tau um <laughs> the movie watcher it's like you know whatever yeah he's like supposed to be fun you know funny i feel like that you could be both fun. I could be both. I'm, you know, if we ship them, then I'll be both of them. Ooh, but ooh. on the other hand, I love the story and I do, tell? I do in a way love yeah. the, yeah, I think they're tell. Yeah. Tell. Yeah. Ooh. The other way doesn't work. It's mostly, you mostly are just going to get bowels if you go the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Hello. I so I think that um, for me, what's interesting is that I do feel a semblance, and I think I talk about this every episode, but we had Todd on uh, Pride is Spoken. He talked about how he loved seeing trans characters who, like, it wasn't acknowledged that they're really trans. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that is so inauthentic to, for me personally, my life. Yeah. There are people who, you know, maybe are more stealth and are not out, and so their life is, yeah. like, much more... Like it doesn't come up or whatever, but I just, I feel like, you know, it it seems strange to me that it would, and not in a way that's like, Tao has to be worried about it or, right. or right. like, again, this is where they can like play into like, there can be trans joy and you can actually like, yeah, talk about it in a way that doesn't have to be upsetting or be well, the conflict. It doesn't have to be conflict in the relationship. It just has to be, it just is the reality. Of, there can be acceptance the there. Like, right. like verbally, like showcase right. that acceptance of him being right. like, you know, I think you being trans is one of the most beautiful things about you. Just something right. like that. That's just like, mm -hmm. I'm acknowledging right. this as a part of the storyline. And, you know, I, I just think that that would be so beautiful. And I hope that we get to see something like that in yeah, season three. Same. Same. That was so beautiful, by the way. Like, just, oh my gosh, yeah. Like, you, invalidating those things is some of the most beautiful. Like those aspects of your identity as the most beautiful aspects of your identity to someone else. Um, yeah, I don't know. That just like brought a tear to my eye. I really, you know, if I ever am so lucky someday to find somebody who tells me like, "Hey, your asexuality or your demisexuality is." just a part of the the piece or the pie that i just love about you because of these things or whatever oh yeah marry me here we go right yeah. or whatever the case might be like I, I i think that if you're going to enter a relationship with somebody inherently all of their identities are things that right are part of them and therefore a part mm. of your relationship with them right um so i you know this is your sign today to tell your partner if you have one. <laughs> and Beth, hey, I love it. <laughs> I was going to say, if you just start getting a lot of DMs like like that, um, it, yeah. it's, I'm assuming because of this conversation. Oh, but, well, thanks. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, any other, any anything else? I wanted to highlight that one, but is there anything else that we, we didn't, in terms of, um, maybe Heartstopper specific storylines that revolve around. It. I do. I did love Mr. Farouk's thing. I definitely hope we get more of that. I think we, you touched on it. And I think I've touched on it before. But that idea of like, yeah, being robbed of like those uh, experiences that straight cis people get to have that um, queer 
and trans people um you you lose out on getting to go to prom um right like mm-hmm. with the person you want to go with or um whatever that experience looks like f- for you to to yeah i think is um something i love the idea that there's a lot of like um a lot of lgbtq centers around uh will will do like queer prom and you get to like redo mm-hmm. prom is really fun i know lots I of love people moved on um but yeah that's only has to exist because like, <laughs> like it's really hard to come out when you're in high school so then you don't get yeah. like cut to, not had those experiences yeah cut to ace beth going to prom with yeah. all of her friends who had crushes on her and being like, no, this is like <laughs> uncomfortable because they don't feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> Where's yeah. that representation? Hi, I'm in love with you and I want to move things along. I don't feel like that. Like not just about you, just like a general. So I mean, like, I feel like I, Isaac had a little bit of that. That's true. You know, yeah. Us, Some Nick but... and Imogen stuff too. Right. I guess. Like, well, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Imogen, Imogen could, could be like her own podcast because <laughs> I am obsessed because she is like every girl I went to high school with. It's just like, Oh, okay. This week I have a crush on so-and-so right, right. this week. My stock uh-huh. goes up because I'm in a relationship with this person or whatever, you know? Love yeah. That. Yeah. But also she's not a dick, so I also like that. No, and, <laughs> I love that and, moment when she when Nick yeah. she Nick comes out and she's just like, I don't know if I'm doing this right. And he's like, You're doing great. I love it so much. <laughs> I yeah. love how quick that was. Yeah. I will say it'll be really interesting too with Imogen to see how things might evolve in terms of her own exploration of her sexual orientation. Like there's yeah. there were a, some Hints, I believe, in the season finale at mm-hmm. the formal prom thing mm-hmm. um, with some of the effects and the person playing the guitar. That was Sasha, I thought, right? Sasha, yeah, 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 on stage. I, it's been like four, it's been multiple weeks. Oh, <laughs> come on. You didn't just finish this two days ago in preparation for this podcast, Matt? Come on. <laughs> I can't say. I can't say I have. But uh, no, it, no, I just like that we're getting the evolution and the journey and like not everyone, like maybe Imogen's story is one of figuring it out step mm-hmm. by step, which like we all have a right to figure things I, out. Totally. I also, yeah. And I also think like, I'm totally okay if Imogen's storyline is like, oh, maybe. And then is like, I'm, yeah, yeah, but I'm actually mostly straight. Like, Ooh, because I, I that think though. that like, per, like, okay. I think that again, to the point earlier that we talked about, about, you know, a, a queer agenda like it's not that it's just letting people and the only way to like you know figure it out what if you go your whole life and you're like you because you don't want to figure it out and then you figure it out way late like that right. sucks right so letting even straight people figure out if they're straight i think also you know and if you figure if you know that when you're eight great uh and if you don't that's okay too you know totally yeah. i mean yeah. i think like again like it, i can't not talk about like bisexuality or pansexuality like it's not like you have an equal not always have a like an equal right. level of attraction on all different levels with up with different genders you very well could be like oh i had this one time where i had a crush on a girl or i slept with a girl or whatever but it's not something i'm really into but knowing that about myself i still think like you could absolutely dependent on what you were most comfortable with you could say i'm gay or or i'm not gay sorry i'm straight or i'm bi or whatever like all of that is legitimate and valid and it's yeah. all about how you as an individual feel most comfortable going through this world and then the it's up to the rest of us to respect it and that's it yeah 
Good yeah, time. I mean, like, and that just makes me think, like, you don't need to fit into anyone's box, anyone's categorization of what you need to be. Like, I was going to say the box needs to fit you, but I don't think that, I don't think that's the, I don't think that's even, the, I was going to make a joke about a magician's assistant is the only one who's going to box. Even then the box doesn't really fit them. Their head sticks out and their feet stick out. So I know. Spoilers. Yeah. And they get cut in half. <laughs> yeah, they do get cut in half. Or they yeah. get like swords stuck in yeah. them. They're like, ah! Like, no. It's a rough life. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Did you want to finish with that? I didn't mean to interrupt by making a stupid Was there a finished thought? I don't think there was a finished thought there. I don't need to fit in anybody's thought. box. That was the finished thought. <laughs> yeah, well, this was yeah. lovely. I think this was... I, know, uh, I don't know if people will be upset about how... Uh, Little we talked about Heartstopper. I mean, we did. No, <laughs> I think it's totally no. okay. Uh, this is what uh, the show created this conversation. So yeah. I actually think it's lovely. And I hope people enjoyed it as well. Um, yes. But um, Beth, thanks so much for coming on and chatting with us. Yes, thank you so much. Um, any opportunity to come on and talk about queer stuff is always fun. And uh, to talk about it through the lens of a show like this that I think yeah. is really important, not just for you know, today's youth, but also for those of us who maybe need a little bit more uh, inner child healing or mm -hmm. um, just want to see representation. I think it's beautiful. And so I can't wait to see what uh, season three has to offer. Hopefully not too far away, but like you said, with the strikes, probably farther away than we'd like. It's bad. I mean, I completely uh, love the people that are striking. You should strike until you get what you want. Also, yeah. those kids to start aging we're gonna have yeah. stranger things on our hands so uh, <laughs> if, if this is mostly the studios that need to end the strike by paying the writers and actors or your heart mm -hmm. stop is gonna look like they're 40 so i mean there's exactly. there's ai come on yeah there's cgi yeah listen if they can make renezme <laughs> 15 years ago from like the twilight True. series look so complete i mean that i couldn't even tell it was cgi there you go yeah <laughs> i mean I'm, i was gonna say i'm fine i'm fine with ai as long as they're real actors who are being paid and compensated and treated fairly and not right. having their images stolen their images stolen I, thank you thank you grace man oh. this is it i mean do you want to say before we do plugs do you want to wrap any this is the end of our heart supper season two coverage of course we'll be back when season three drops on netflix but yeah, I just want to say, I mean, especially with like reflecting on this conversation, it's just really awesome getting to podcast about this stuff, talk about all this stuff, have these conversations, but also to like look at each of you, Grace. I mean, through all the diff many, many, many podcasts, we've been able to do that. Beth, mm -hmm. like to even just be here where you're talking about ace identities, like, and, 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 like representing that without it being like oh what like what's happening like what what are we doing like what oh uh -huh. this is confusing like the 101 i i think it's just nice that uh this could be a place where we could have conversations and get each other or learn from each other and yeah th i wish there were more places like that but i think we're getting there yeah Hopefully. well we we did our best over a few weeks of podcasting are we obviously we're on twitter or x uh we're on the the PSR oh. Discord. So welcome to continue chatting with us. Uh, email. I think Grace I post your recaps work if you have more feedback. It's been so great. People have messaged that they're listening. Appreciate you coming on, Beth. And we obviously had uh, Gia and Ariel join us as yeah. well. And I appreciate everybody who's been so candid about you know their own identities and um, you know their queer identities and, and chatting about the show. So it's been it's been lovely. Um, Beth. In the meantime, where can people find you? What else could they check out? 
Yeah, you can find me on all my social media um, at AugustaWind11. Um, I'm also trying to stream more again on my Ooh. Twitch channel. So if you're interested, especially in like Pokemon and Goose Goose Duck stuff, feel free to pop on by uh, twitch.tv slash AugustaWind11. Um, you can catch me on my weekly meltdown, chatting a little bit about Big Brother every week and Survivor when that starts. Um and I'm going to be actually joining Taryn for my first time doing some live feed updates, Ooh. which will be a lot of fun on Tuesday, the 29th. Um, so if you're interested in Big Brother and want to check that out there, you could do so. Um, but that's pretty much what I'm doing right now. Awesome. What about you, Matt? Wow. Well, you could find me at Matt Scott GW on all the socials and just want to shout out anyone and everyone who's like just reached out with their love and appreciation of this podcast, but also of The Pride Has Spoken, um, other insert other queer conversations here. I think Pod mm-hmm. Friends is also, I just think of um, the conversations we've had each of us, yeah. Grace and Beth, where yeah. um, just so thankful for like all the people who could see themselves and not feel alone and feel represented. So you could find me uh, there on social media, Matt Scott GW. But uh, the wrestling wrap up over on RHAP. I mentioned Pod Friends. I mentioned The Pride Has Spoken, which those two both feature really evergreen conversations one with people in the Rob as a podcast community, one with former survivor players uh maybe even some future survivor players and um also just want to shout out yesterday well uh i'll say sunday august 27th uh i was on the big brother recap with taryn with lavina with rob very fun episode talking about big brother so you could catch me there here and there um over the next several weeks as big brother keeps going on but grace Where could the people find you? Yeah, here on Post Show Recaps and talking, uh, we wrapped up our dark rewatch coverage and now we're watching some time travel movies. So that's been a lot of fun covering Foundation, Heels with Stan C, uh, movies each week with Ariel, The After Party, What We Do in the Shadows and Winning Time. So you can catch all that coverage here on Post Show Recaps. You can follow me on socials at Hi From Grace or Go For Grace. Um, It's taken us the very last episode, Matt. Uh, I believe last week... Um, uh, you Thank did, you. you said something and I believe I have been cutting you off by accident because I didn't know you were trying to do this, which and is I, every week, I I, every week I say, thanks for listening. Bye. And Matt has jumped in and I did, he just says the word sexual, which I didn't I realize want. he is saying bisexual. I didn't realize it just sounds like he's yelling. Because I'm so in my head about closing the podcast. So for the final Heart Supper podcast, I'm ready. I'm ready. I want to really nail this. Okay, um, I'm ready. Thanks everybody for listening. Wait, Grace, do I say do I say (laughs) bisexual or just sexual? No, you. I think you just say because the joke is that I'm going to say. Okay, wait. Okay. Thanks everybody for listening. This was so great. Until next time. Yeah. Bye. Sexual. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.